Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. If you are new here, welcome. My name is Jasmine. I am a certified life coach, content creator, and the host of this podcast where we talk about all things lifestyle, wellness, personal development, and everything in between. So I am so excited for today's episode. A few episodes back, I mentioned how I wanted to make some changes to the podcast and to my content and just expand beyond what I was used to sharing and talking about. And one of the changes I mentioned that I wanted to make to this podcast specifically was bringing on more guests and interviewing more amazing, educated, talented, creative people and bring them onto the podcast for you guys. And today, this episode is the beginning of those changes. Today, we're chatting with my friend, my past client, and also someone that I know you guys are going to love and resonate with. Her name is Miriam. Miriam is an online women's nutrition and fitness coach. And if she sounds familiar to you, that's because she was on the podcast exactly one year ago. That was our last podcast interview that we did and for her to come back on a year later is such a full circle moment and when you listen to the episode you'll understand a little bit more about what I mean by that. So in that episode that we did last year, I'll link it down below, We talked more so about her expertise in the fitness industry. She shared tips on how to begin your health and wellness journey, fitness tips, and she shared a lot of information on all things health, wellness, fitness. So if you want to check that episode out, definitely do so. It is such an informative and amazing episode. In today's episode, however, we are chatting more so about Miriam's journey. So just to give you a little backstory, Miriam and I actually met because we used to work together at Applebee's many, 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 many years ago. I think we both started around the same time and we both started as hostesses. And We were talking about this before we started recording that it's so crazy to see how much we both have changed just internally and our lives and the way that our paths have evolved and how we've stayed connected throughout the years. And so that's how we met. And then I think she quit before me and then I quit. And later on, I think like a few years after our Applebee days were over, that is when I was doing my coaching business and she reached out to me. She wanted help in her life and in her career and we started working together. But the reason why I wanted to have Miriam on the podcast to talk about her journey is because I know her story is going to resonate with so many of you. If you are someone who is currently trying to make their dream happen or is wondering, when is my time coming? Like, when am I going to see the fruits of my labor? And you feeling discouraged on your journey. Maybe you've been working really, really hard and nothing seems to be happening. Or maybe you're dealing with a lot of pushback from your friends, your family. Maybe right now you're stuck in a toxic job and you're just wanting a way out and it feels impossible right now. If any of these things resonate with you, you are going to love Miriam's story. 
because not too long ago, Miriam was in your exact shoes. And now today in 2024, she is living her dreams. She just went full time in her coaching business. She has grown to 88,000 followers on Instagram and she is exactly where she has always wanted to be. So in today's episode, we are talking about Miriam's journey from following the path that she thought she was supposed to do and realizing after going to school and getting the job, she was unhappy and how how she found her way towards her passion and creating her passion into now her full-time career. We're also going to be talking about how Miriam balanced working at a toxic job while trying to build her business and figure out what her next steps were. She also opens up and shares about some of the struggles that she faced when she first decided to embark on this journey of becoming an online fitness coach, starting her business, you know, creating content on social media and how she dealt with that and some of the biggest lessons that she learned along her journey. We'll also be sharing her transition from being laid off from her toxic job to being forced to go all in in her business and some of the challenges and struggles that come when you finally manifest your dreams and make it a reality, which is something that is not talked about enough. I'm telling you guys right now, get your notebooks out because this is such a good episode. Miriam drops so many gems as you will find out. If you're someone who is currently struggling to keep the faith to continue showing up or you feel like you're about to just throw in the towel and just give up on yourself before you do that please listen to this episode because Miriam is the perfect example of the underdog who finally proves everyone wrong and makes it happen and if she can do it so can you so with all that being said let's welcome my friend Miriam So this might be an unpopular opinion, but I personally think the week before your period starts is worse than peeing on your actual period. From the cravings, your skin breaking out, and feeling unmotivated, it's a lot to deal with. And if you relate to any of this, let me put you on really quickly to something that's made my PMS so much more manageable. It's called Estro Control, and it's a formula developed by Happy Mammoth, a supplement company dedicated to making women's lives easier. And Estro Control contains science-backed herbal extracts that help support hormonal health, especially in women who experience PMS symptoms. So how it works is the ingredients help support the liver, which is where our hormones get processed, especially estrogen. So when the estrogen isn't processed well in the liver, that's when we can start experiencing PMS. So estro control was created to help women feel like themselves all throughout the month because let's be real, we only get like one good week a month if we're lucky so if you're interested in trying out estro control you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com that's happymammoth h-a-p-p-y-m-a-m-m-o-t-h.com and use our promo code jshaw at checkout that's j-s-h-a-h thank you to happy mammoth for making my pms so much more manageable and thank you to sponsoring this episode Hi, Marianne. Welcome back to the podcast. Hello. Happy to be here. I know we already chatted so much, but I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. I know your story is going to resonate with so many other women. And for those of you 
who aren't aware you were on the podcast exactly one year ago. I don't know if you knew that, but I was looking back to when our last episode was together. It was February 2nd, 2022, and here we are. And so if you guys haven't heard that episode, I highly recommend checking it out. In that episode, we talked more about your expertise around fitness and health. You gave tips on how to start your fitness journey. So that was kind of the topic of that episode if you guys are into that but in today's episode I wanted to bring you back to talk more so about your journey because a lot has changed in your life since the last time we spoke and even just where you were two three years ago I feel like so much has changed in your life personally professionally and as I mentioned I feel like your story is going to resonate with a lot of people and My intentions for today's conversation is not only to give you your flowers because you absolutely deserve them, but my hopes are that anyone who is listening to this who is in a similar position that you were in not too long ago finds that motivation to keep going. And I just want you to be proof to other people that if you can do it, they can do it too. So just to paint the picture for anyone who isn't familiar, can you share with us what your life looked like two, three years ago? What was going on then? What were you feeling? Who were you two, three years ago? Sometimes I don't even recognize her, but um, (laughs) she's important. She's a part of this journey. So basically, In 2019, I was desperately searching for a job to be on track to be a clinical lab scientist. It's mainly a California-based job, but it's super secure on benefits, your great job security, everything my parents would have been proud of. At the time, my finances were terrible. Like, to really paint the picture, I had probably $50 to my name every single week, and that was just for groceries. I had terrible housemates, living conditions. We don't even talk about that. <laughs> um, I gave my soul to my first job out of college, and I was burned out every day working six days a week, working for an employer who didn't care about my safety, had me going all over the Bay Area to pick up samples and still process it the same day. There was just so much trauma that happened from that job even with like sexual harassment. So I finally got out of that job and I landed a new job that was exactly what I needed for experience to be a CLS, but I still wasn't happy and I couldn't figure out why. So maybe I just thought, okay, maybe I should just apply for the CLS program. So I did. And the advisors told me that my GPA isn't competitive enough and that I need to retake courses in order to be competitive and to retake courses that was basically paying out of pocket $1,500 every semester. So I was just like going through this spiral of like, should I just settle for where I'm at right now and move up in the company? Should I invest money to get a master's? Like, what do I do? Like all around this time, it was just constant breakdowns. I was like 25 trying to figure out my life and wondering what am I supposed to do? Wow. So it sounds like you were at a crossroads in your life. You had done everything you thought you were supposed to do. You followed the path that you thought would make, you know, your family proud, but you found yourself still feeling unhappy and kind of confused on what direction 
to go in next, which I think is something that a lot of people can relate to. How were you able to navigate through this confusing time? Around this time is when I found you, Jasmine, because you were doing life coaching at this time. And I was listening to a podcast where you had said something about feeling lost in your life. And I remember I had just finished a meltdown before listening to one of those podcasts. And I was just like, I don't know what to do. I'm lost. And you literally said the right words of how I was feeling. So I applied to work with you. Did not have a lot of money, but you were great about working with the payment plan. And I can't tell you enough how great of an investment it was because I could not imagine anyone telling me, hey, if you could do your hobby as your career, would that make you happy? And I was just woo, mind blown because I didn't <laughs> think that that was possible. And you made me believe that it was possible. Oh, well, thank you for that. Sometimes we just need one person to help us believe that what we want is possible or to just open our minds to new possibilities. So I'm grateful that I was able to be that for you. So you decide that you want to embark on this route of becoming a certified fitness coach, starting your own online business to help other women. Tell me what it was like to embark on this journey when you first began. What were some struggles that you faced when you first decided to take this route? So at the end of 2021, I had opened my business and I had told even two of my coworkers at that time who I thought were my friends, but they turned out to sabotage me in any you know, tiny way. They would tease me about my passion, which was fitness. For example, one of my coworkers, he would do like squats in the middle of the lab and then he would be like, hey, look, I'm Miriam, like this is me. And then he once asked me like, hey, I need help learning how to do a push-up. So then I tried to help him do a push-up in the middle of a lab and he once again just ridiculed me when I was trying to help him. And I just realized that these are not these are not friends. These are people who are looking at my account and just being jealous of what I was doing. They eventually, those same workers, they got promoted and I got to a point where I was being micromanaged because during my breaks or just downtime during, you know, my work, I would sometimes just do stuff on my phone. I might do a little business, you know, back end work on it. And immediately I was reported to HR and yeah. I was told like, hey, what are you doing at work? Are you not working enough? Even though I was getting all my work done. But this same coworker, he was just making sure to know where I was at what time of the day, how long my breaks were. It was a 15 minute break. He literally timed me. Um, and I got to a point where I had to talk to him. I'm like, look, I feel micromanaged. I tried to be mature about it. And he got so offended that I was sent again to HR. And I was now questioned if I have problems with authority and I was like, no, I just don't like that I can't go to the bathroom for like five minutes without somebody watching me come out of the bathroom. <laughs> this was like a sign that like clearly I couldn't work for somebody else. I didn't know that it was a sign. But because I was constantly being sent to HR, I took it maybe as a lesson that maybe this isn't for me, but really it was just the lesson that I need to keep my mouth shut when it mm -hmm. comes to my goals and my dreams. I had blocked everyone from work on social media. I made sure at this point to just lay low. I'm here for a paycheck. So I would bring like my AirPods and I would just have them in all day. Didn't want anybody talking to me. I just did my work and went right home. It kind of sounds like you were in a situation that I think a lot of people are in 
being in a toxic job or a job that doesn't bring them happiness. What was it like realizing that you did everything you thought you were supposed to do and that still didn't feel right? It felt shitty because I was doing everything that I thought would make like my family proud because I come from a line of like doctors, engineers, very super successful doctors, including my mom. And to live in her shadow of her graduating number one in her class for OBGYN, it was like, here's her daughter. She's just in a lab, <laughs> but she's making consistent money at least. I felt like I was trying to like I was living in a shadow of somebody else. And I just remember that like she did something that was successful for her. So I mm -hmm. needed to redefine what does success look like for me. And I know everybody has like their own definition of it. But for me, it's just doing a job that I love and I can make an income. I don't care to make be a millionaire from it. I just want to be able to feel fulfilled in what I do. And so when you decided to take this route that you are on now, it sounds like you probably had some resistance because you were following a completely different path. But also it sounds like you did deal with a lot of backlash from coworkers and losing friends. How was it navigating those situations for anyone who might be dealing with something similar? What lessons have you learned? If I could redo that experience and what I know now, there's two things that I realized from that is what I've said it before, but just don't tell anybody about what you want to do. I know you might have family that have been supportive with you for years and they've seen you in diapers and they love you and everything. But the ugly truth is that there's going to be two types of people. There's the ones that are watching and waiting to see you fail because mm -hmm. they could not do what you're doing like they don't have the guts to do it and then two they're just oblivious and they don't know how to support you mm -hmm. so like for example i was called boring because i no longer wanted to drink or party um my idea of dewinding was staying home on a friday night like either journaling or writing up a business plan or whatever it was and i just remember constantly being told that like all you do is stay home and you're wasting your time like you're so young go travel go do stuff um it just it just it will prevent you a lot from ever feeling embarrassed when you're down low because the first thing someone's gonna tell you is well you gave it your best shot and it wasn't easy so what's your plan b and it's like there is no plan b you don't need more doubts creeping in your head because Think of it like people who are studying to be a doctor, right? They spend their whole life in school trying to do it. They finally get into med school. They're not going to drop out just because they first, they failed their first exam. Mm -hmm. There's just, there's no plan B. You already worked so hard to be where you're at. And I think already that alone is hard to do. And you're going to feel lonely a lot. You're going to grow out of your friends in the current lifestyle you have. You're going to question if something is wrong with you because mm -hmm. suddenly no one really wants to like invite you anymore. You're going to question your worth. But I found that with growth comes so much self-doubt, but that's how you know you're growing. Mm -hmm. The minute you start asking questions and reflecting what's worth your energy, you have to remember that no one posts their failures. They're only going to post the successful highlight parts of it. So 
those are my two main advice in that area. My hair has never looked or felt as healthy as it does now and I have been having a lot of good hair days if I do say so myself and honestly it's been a long time coming because for the last year or so I was having so many issues with hair shedding and hair thinning and I started to do a ton of research and what I've learned is our hair and skin are actually a reflection of our health and internal factors can impact the way that our hair looks, feels, and grows and through my research this is when I discovered nutrients. So Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. And Nutrafol supplements support healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning, which can include stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism. They even have a hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on what your specific root causes might be. When I first tried out Nutrafol, I took the quiz and my results were that my hair thinning was a cause of stress, hormones, and nutrition. So that was really helpful to know so that I could take the proper steps necessary to make those changes and add Nutrafol to my routine as well. If you want to take the first steps to visibly thicker, healthier hair, you can try out Nutrafol yourself. They are offering our listeners $10 off their first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter our promo code JSHAW. That's Nutrafol, N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com and use promo code JSHAW, that's J-S-H-A-H. Find out why 45 Hundred healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol. Thank you to Nutrafol for sponsoring today's episode. So, moral of the story is not everyone is going to understand your journey or what you're trying to do, and it's not your job to make them understand. You also brought up a great point how you can't give up at the first sign of failure because it doesn't pop off right away. Like, you have to decide that this is the only way, there is no plan B. And I completely resonate with that because there have been times in my own journey where I'm like okay well can I really make this happen if I feel I can just do this and I feel like that's a sign of not having full faith in oneself to make that first dream happen so it sounds like you're saying to really have that unconditional faith that there is no other way this is the only way as long as it still feels aligned of course because of course you can pivot and change your mind but if you really want something you're going to keep going until you find a way to make it happen Mm -hmm. and I didn't let any of that stop me because once I realized that I'm more productive when I'm alone and Mm -hmm. I want to differentiate between lonely and alone um, like you can feel lonely But I felt like I was just feeling alone because I didn't have people around me who had the same goals or dreams or aspirations. So it did feel lonely. But luckily, I had a really supportive partner who was just like, why do you feel sad? Like he made me reflect on why am I feeling a certain way? And when I just told him that, like, I don't have time, I don't have energy to do any of this. He was just like, "Okay, so take one day of the week and just do what you need to do. So I did that. So obviously most people I know work Monday through Friday. So what I did was I would just spend my Saturdays just the whole day, like as if it's another nine to five, you know, batching and filming content, I would 
film them and then maybe I'll edit them like maybe in the middle of the week but a lot of the times it would be right before going to sleep so if my goal was to post like four times a week then literally the night before I would stay up till like 11 on my phone because that was already something I could do because we're already scrolling on our phones late at night I know it's not the best habit but I know majority of us do that um and I just did that consistently then for like six months and it was six months of no feedback, no positive return. It was just, I just felt like I was making content just to like post. I don't even know who was really like watching it, but um, in December of last year, one of them finally popped off and it just, it blew up my account and it felt like for the first time, because I remember, it's always funny, whenever you have a breakdown, that's when like your life changes because as soon, the week before that my account had popped off, I had a breakdown of like, I'm stuck in this nine to five and nothing is changing. Nothing is happening. And literally that weekend is when it changed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this is a sign from the universe that like, hey, things things are happening. Like this was my sign to you that don't stress. You've been working hard. And when you do work hard, you were no matter what you want to do in life, there will be one sign that you're doing, that you're on the right path, whether it's if you want to create what I do on social media, it might just be one person DMing you like, hey, what you made really helped me or hey, I really love this. There's going to be tiny little signs. And my advice with that is like screenshot it, keep like a little file on Google Drive. I think you told me to do this, actually. You, I created mm-hmm. like a yeah. little file on my phone and I basically just put, I forgot how I labeled it because I don't need to look at it anymore, but life wins. There we go. Oh, I <laughs> I labeled the file life wins just so then whenever I look back at these screenshots, it's like, this is a win from what you're trying to do. So this would kind of help motivate me because it's really easy to forget who you've helped along the way. And as long as you have a reminder of that, then it helps you to basically keep going. But yeah, so as soon as my account, you know, popped off, then I was kind of worried, like I started making excuses in my mind. So for example, it was like health insurance and my partner found a way for me to be covered under his. So we made that work. And then now I literally had no reason at this point to make an excuse anymore. Like I could literally quit and just go full-time in the business. I had the resources. I just needed to sit down and make it happen. And I still wasn't doing it. So then the universe, you know, was just like, okay, girl, you're you're pushing it. So then I got mm-hmm. laid off from my job. Just to be clear, just so we're clear on the the journey, you had been consistently working on your business while working your toxic job, which is a sport in itself in like being able to balance a draining job and your side hustle. You had been posting consistently and it felt like for a very long time nothing was happening. No one was watching and it felt discouraging as I could imagine. And but you you stuck it through. And that's one thing that I will give you since day one. You have been so consistent. And like you said, um towards the end of last year, one of your posts finally popped off and your account blew up. It went you were at like two thousand followers, right? And then when your one post blew up, obviously that brought a lot of attention to your other posts. And you went from like 2,000 to like 10,000 to 20,000, like within like hours. And now 
February 2024, just a few months after that, you're at 88,000 followers on Instagram. So you had been working towards this moment for a long time and it finally happened. And when it happened, you found yourself still making not excuses, but like reasons as to why you can't do your online coaching full-time and quit your job so the universe said girl you're not listening so we're gonna force you to take on this journey and that is when you got laid off yeah I don't think there was a better time to be laid off because literally in the middle while my account was popping off that's when there was like rumors at my job that we were gonna have another um, round of layoffs I survived the first one which was for the best because that's when I think I was like in a darker place with like healing through some trauma and stuff. So if it happened then, I don't know what would happen, but the universe said, no, we're protecting this girl. Um, So there was this rumor of a second round of layoffs happening. And I knew that I was going to be a part of it because I was no longer that type of person because it was a salary-based job. And I was not the type of person to go above and beyond like my other coworkers who were doing 10 hours a day and like doing insane amount of overtime, working Saturdays. Like I kept denying and I know the company was watching me. So yeah, I was like literally the first one to be called into the HR and the CEO and they basically told me like yeah so you're gonna get laid off and I remember in my head I was kind of smiling because I kind of manifested it because the whole time in my job with the two co-workers that I get along with I would constantly just clock in at nine in the morning and I'd be like oh my god can I get laid off like I manifested it for myself and the universe heard so don't don't fuck with the universe like it will happen the more Basically, the more you say it into an existence, it's going to happen. Um, But yeah, be careful what you say. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But the transition phase, it's not as glorious as most people would think. A lot of people just think like, hey, you got your dream, go get it. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't that easy because I, the girl that I was three years ago, when I was like journaling, this is exactly what I was manifesting Mm -hmm. for. And it's a reality and everything is working out. And I was fortunate to be in a good place with my finances. I had savings. My partner's like super supportive. Basically, I had everything I needed to continue making the dream a reality. But honestly, no one talks about the struggles and depression you actually feel when you get to be exactly where you want to be. Because you realize that like you work so hard for it. And I don't know what exactly the words are into it, but you just feel overwhelmed. And it's Mm -hmm. this huge season of change that no one prepares you for. Um, It's like this self-doubt now is creeping in of like, can I actually do it? How Mm -hmm. long is it really going to last? Is this just temporary success? Am I good enough to help other people? Like it's the transition is it's just as hard as believing in yourself. And Mm -hmm. you have so many podcasts that actually talk about you know, exactly this of like being in a season of change, whether it's applying to a new job or changing careers, there's this depression that comes with it because for so long you had known one thing and all of a sudden you can have what you thought wasn't possible, if that makes sense. Yes. And this is actually something that I try to emphasize when we talk about working towards a goal and a dream and I think you perfectly described it 
you mentioned how this was something that you really, really wanted, that you journaled about this, that you like imagined the day where you no longer had to work a job you didn't like and you were doing something that you loved. But I think one thing that a lot of people forget about is understanding that even even if you're working towards something positive or a blessing or an opportunity, that is going to come with with its fair share of challenges. And I think people forget that because they romanticize their goals and they romanticize their dreams. And I'm all about romanticizing your life. Like if you listen to the podcast, you know. But there's also a reality to it. And that's, I think, the challenges that you're currently facing. And so one thing that I try to remind myself personally, when I find myself being impatient towards a goal or because something hasn't happened for me yet, I have to like really reflect and ask myself, if I had this thing right now in my life, would I have the skill set, the ability, the mental space to actually handle what comes with that responsibility? And I think it's important for us to remember that when we find ourselves being impatient or, you know, when we're just like, I can't wait to have that. I can't wait to be there. Make sure that you're the person you need to be in order to achieve that goal but also maintain it because you could easily lose it if you didn't have the right skill sets or mindset like you said if you would have gotten laid off during the first round who knows if you would have been mentally prepared to handle all the challenges that come with now being on your own and doing this full-time so I think that's really important to keep in mind for anyone listening who is like I just want to be there already really really recognize what that means and what that entails Mm -hmm. I just wish that like I think the only guidance I had was you and like whatever we had talked about when you were my life coach because it's just it's constantly about reflecting like why do you feel this way so when the change happened it was like why do I feel this way and the answer was just the structure was gone like all I've ever known was waking up at five in the morning making sure I had time to go to the gym I could never record content because I just was like in and out, um, go to my nine to five, be dead exhausted by the time I come home. I got so used to being miserable that I think it was self-sabotaging that I could now be happy now, Mm. but I wasn't letting myself doing that. So then it was just constant like I need to be stressed out and miserable in order to feel like I'm doing what I need to be doing because I've been doing that for the last five years. And after a while, it becomes like, robotic so once I had this transition of like you're your own boss it's like well what does that mean (laughs) like Mm -hmm. no one teaches you how to be your own boss how to be okay with like not starting your day at five in the morning anymore like I'm not gonna say I'm like a morning person because I am but I was never a 5 a.m type of morning person I'm more of a 9 a.m so all that kind of transition of like you no longer need to do what society told you to do anymore you don't have to ask permission to do certain things like if you remember in elementary school or like school you had to ask permission to go to the bathroom like that has become so normalized that you feel like you need the permission of somebody else to do something yes oh my gosh you said something right now that just like clicked in my head because I experienced the same thing you said that you had to basically 
suffer your way towards like the next stage of your journey and like sacrifice you were obviously dealing with a lot of circumstances that weren't ideal and you were so used to like doing what you had to do to get to where you wanted to be and now that you're there you're recognizing oh I don't have to suffer my way towards the next the next stage I don't have to feel miserable doing what I'm doing because I no longer have to do the things that I used to do in order to get myself to the next stage but when you're so used to like operating in a certain way and then you no longer have to operate that way sometimes we forget that we have the ability to choose differently and I have done the same thing where I self-sabotage and feel like in order to feel like I'm accomplishing something or being productive or working towards something important I have to be unhappy through the process and that's something that I've only learned recently that I get to enjoy myself as I'm working towards whatever in my life. So I think we can all admit to having bad days, whether it's because you feel you didn't do well at a job interview that you really wanted, maybe you haven't been sticking to your health or fitness plans, or if you're like me, maybe you're just having a bad skin day on the night of a really important event. I've been there, it's not fun. And I know it's so easy to focus on the negative, but I also think it's important to remember to take care of ourselves. And one of the best forms of self-love for me is taking care of my skin so that I can feel good on the inside and out. And that's why I'm so excited to be partnering with Apostrophe once again. Whether you're dealing with hormonal acne, breakouts, signs of aging, or acne scarring, Apostrophe's mission is to empower you and help you feel confident and comfortable in your own skin, which is something that I'm always aiming for myself. Apostrophe is an online platform that connects you with an expert dermatology team to get you customized acne treatment for your unique skin. Through Apostrophe, you can get access to oral and topical medications that use clinically proven ingredients to help clear acne. All you have to do is fill out an online consultation about your skin goals, your medical history, you snap a few selfies, and then a dermatology provider will create a customized treatment plan just for you. Apostrophe offers access to prescription treatments for all types of acne, from hormonal acne to facial acne, back, chest, and even butt acne. It treats breakouts from head to toe. My current skincare goals are to focus primarily on my skin texture and fade my dark spots, and a Apostrophe's customized treatment plan has been helping me so much. If you want to try out Apostrophe for yourself, we have a special deal just for our audience listeners. You can get your first visit for only $5 when you go to apostrophe.com glow and use our promo code glow at checkout. That is a savings of $15. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring today's episode. Mm-hmm. But even like you know, you're when I was miserable in my nine to five, some of your podcasts helped about like romanticizing your life. So even though you're coming home exhausted and all these things, it's like make a little drink for yourself when you come home. Like it doesn't have to be alcohol. Um, I mean, if it is, go do you. But it could just be something that feels fancy to you. So like the sleepy girl mocktail is like a huge trend right now. Mm-hmm. It's like where you add like a tart juice, a soda type of drink carbonated drink and then magnesium glycinate the whole purpose of it is just to help relax you so same idea when you come home from work you can just make yourself a little drink you can make yourself a little salad that just makes you feel like you're in a restaurant and you can Mm -hmm. set it up the same way 
it takes a little bit of effort, but it kind of turns a miserable experience that you're in right now and you can make it positive. My way of de-winding before was just scrolling on my phone for hours, like on TikTok, watching all these influencers look like they're happy and everything. And I would just be miserable on my couch, like scrolling through, but it's like, I don't have to do that. I can make a little spa in my home. I can run a bubble bath or I can put like a little hair mask or a face mask and put on a cute little robe and cute slippers and I can read a book to make it like I'm in a spa. So even if you are miserable where you're at and you're working towards a goal, you can still romanticize it and Mm -hmm. make yourself feel pampered while you do it. I think that's what got me through those years where I was trying to find my way or when I was in jobs that were toxic and I was unhappy in it's either you can like dwell in the things that you're not happy with in your life or you can find little ways to enjoy pockets of like happiness as you are working towards a different life for yourself it's kind of like get into some of the challenges that you're experiencing now in this new chapter i know we kind of talked about lack of structure that you have now but what other challenges do you find yourself facing in this new chapter you know when you have a goal and they always say like the journey is better than the destination mm-hmm. in this case like, i wouldn't say the journey was fun at all but there's no longer a journey. It's like the end of a goal. I reached it. Like I did something that everybody kept telling me was it was too hard or it's not going to be easy and it's there's no job stability and blah, blah, blah. Like I finally got to prove those people wrong. So now it's, I need a new goal. But it's like, what is this goal going to be now? Because I did like the main thing. Do I make a goal to expand my business somehow? Do I want to make money somewhere else? Is this really what I want to do the rest of my life? Like I'm still thinking about the future, but I'm not enjoying my present. I mean, I just recently started enjoying that I don't have to get up at five in the morning anymore, but I would say like, that's the only thing, but I still have it in my head of, I need to keep working hard to compensate for in the past of how hard I used to work three years ago and burnt myself out. Sometimes when I see like my partner still going to his job, I feel like he's working harder than me and I should step up, you know, to do it. But at the same time, it's no, like I already did it for the last like four years. I don't have to anymore. And just trying to be present and enjoying the time now is probably the hardest thing to do. Yes. It sounds like the journey never ends for us. And before we have the time to even enjoy like where we are now we're on to the next thing like that's almost like how our brains are conditioned to think is worrying about what's next you have worked really 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 hard be exactly where you are now and i think if we're not careful that's a cycle that a lot of us can get stuck in i find myself doing the same thing and not celebrating myself or you know just enjoying the fruits of our labor and One thing that a big realization that I had recently is I don't want to live my life feeling like I'm always chasing the next thing and I'm not really enjoying right now. And the most importantly is, do you feel like you're deserving of it? Mm -hmm. Because for the longest time, I was so used to being miserable and working hard towards something to even get the tiniest bit of recognition from my boss that like for once, I can just do three hours worth of work 
and I can reward myself from that. Like, that's it. <laughs> I don't have mm -hmm. to do anything more. And I think that's the hardest part is just being able to let yourself be happy, be deserving of happiness. Yes, that is such, oh my God, I feel like our our struggles are so similar and I know our journeys are so similar. So everything you're saying, I'm like, oh my God, girl, yes. Like I completely agree. And we talked about this already um, before we started recording, but your story is proof that if you stay consistent, you stay focused, you tune out all the unnecessary crap you stick to it long enough and you will get to where you are trying to go and well my follow-up question to that was was there ever a moment in your journey when you were like trying to make this happen and it felt like nothing was happening was there ever a moment where you doubted like can I really do this am I wasting my time and if so how did you overcome that so I would say I'd give props to my partner on this because if like, let's say I spent a half an hour making a piece of content and I really liked it, I thought it was good, but it was only like 200 views. My partner was like, if you were in a room with 200 people and you portrayed the same message, you know, said the same things, whatever it was, do you still think that's not impressive? Mm -hmm. If my you know video only got 500 views, like in the social media world, it's almost like nothing, but can you imagine 500 people in a room, like already so many of us struggle to talk in front of a crowd. Now imagine 500 people were on their phones and they stopped just to watch what you had to say, what you had to do. And then that put into perspective of like, okay, maybe I'm not doing that bad because mm -hmm. five, those 200 people, 500 people really took the time to like either watch it, like it, there were some saves on it. So even if it just, and that was the whole purpose of why I wanted to do what I wanted to do was in the end, it was never truly about money. It was just, can I help at least one person? Mm -hmm. And if I saw just even one person saved it, it's like, okay, I hit the target audience that I wanted. I helped somebody. So then it created a spreadsheet of like whatever video it was and whatever like saves it was. And if it aligned with like my values really well, then that kind of motivated me to keep making that content. Because even if it was just like five views, but five of those people saved it, then I'm doing exactly what I need to be doing. Yes, that is such a good perspective and reminder to have, especially if you're pursuing something in the social media world. So easy to get caught up in the numbers. And I really like that advice of like, imagine if it was 200 people standing in front of you, you'd probably be like, holy crap like do you have any last words of motivation or advice for anyone who might be where you were two three years ago maybe they're in a toxic job that they hate maybe they're waiting for their moment to happen or you know they're struggling with unsupportive friends or family like any of the things that you personally dealt with on your journey is there anything that you would tell them knowing what you know now and being where you are now so I guess a few important lessons, I guess, to recap is like, you're going to feel lonely. Don't tell people about your goals. Um, you might come across a point where like you just need to hire a business mentor or somebody to kind of guide you of what you want to do. And all I can say to that is don't hire anybody who is promising you an X amount in X amount of time. So like if they're promising you 10K months 
or 10, your first $10,000 month in three months or X amount of clients in a certain amount of time, don't hire them. Because when I did that, I felt like they were trying to get me to make content that didn't align with what I wanted to do. Hire a coach or a mentor that's going to help you set up systems and foundations. Because another thing I struggled with was once I had the client, I had no idea how to program for them. I had no organization. I was like, do I use Google Documents to take notes? Do I use Google Drive? Like, it's completely lost. So, like, my notes from the first year are just everywhere and, like, randomly placed somewhere because I didn't know what I was supposed to do. And then I think you were even the one to teach me that, like, if you're not seeing the changes you want to see, why can't, like, I be the one to make those changes. So if you ever found that you were always different all your life, social media will be your best friend to do that, <laughs> to make oh. you successful. You just dropped some gems. If you aren't taking notes for this episode, girl, what are you doing? So where can people find you if they're interested in keeping up with your amazing content or if they're interested in working with you, how can we go about that? Um. So right now, Instagram is like my main traffic for communication i'm sure you're going to link that in the oh, show yeah. notes just because it's a little bit difficult to like spell out but um yeah you can reach out there if you align with the idea of wanting to change your body but for your own betterment not for anybody else but just for you you want to just feel feminine in your own skin while getting stronger then that's literally my specialty um I think what's different that what I do as a coach is I do a lot of educational based things. So it's not just like I give you your macros and your calories and your workout plan. It's I have reasons behind everything. And depending like where you are in your journey, we take the little baby steps towards that. So if you are somebody who has had like a negative relationship with tracking, then don't worry, we were not going to put you on tracking. There are different 10, 20 different ways that we can still make you feel confident in your body without doing any of that but you can just send me any dm on my instagram just reaching out if you have questions about how the program works we'll hop on a quick call and i can just go over everything you need to know um payment plans are really flexible so um i wouldn't worry about that either so it's probably the best way and i'll be sure to link everything down below so people can find you and book a call with you if they're interested. Thank you, Miriam, for joining me again on the podcast. Thank you, Jasmine. It's been a full circle moment with you. You have no yeah. idea. And there you have it, my loves. I hope that you enjoyed our conversation today. I would love to know what was your biggest takeaway from today's episode? I think for me personally, it was the reminder to enjoy the process and remembering that you don't have to wait to feel happy. You don't have to wait to feel proud of yourself. You don't have to wait to celebrate yourself. You get to enjoy your life no matter what season that you might be in. That was a definitely much needed reminder for myself. I don't know about you guys, but I am leaving this episode feeling so inspired, so motivated, so focused to just continue on my journey doing what I love and I hope that this episode was able to help you start the week with that same energy. Feel free to share your thoughts on my Instagram if you want to send me a DM or send Miriam a DM. I'll link her platforms down below and if you're interested in working with her, I'll also leave a link to that down below as well. 
As a final reminder, be sure to check out our sponsors for today's episode. And that is all I have to say. As always, until next time, remember to just glow with it.